present. Thank you, Spring Shield. Friend? The only friend you need is Spring Shield. Monster put in wallet. Of course, one of yours, mine, and Kid Tetris's favorite lines. Monster Putin Wallet. Monster Putin Wallet. <laughs> oh, Kid Tetris loves that. Was I correct in seeing in that text from Kid Tetris today that he's all, <laughs> he's all, I'm going to be in Mexico City, come visit me. <laughs> yes, he was. That was amazing. Hey, I'm going to be in Mexico City in November, so uh, we're going to just, awesome. we're, we're only going to miss each other by two months. It's like we're almost visiting at the same time. <laughs> almost, eh? Amazing. Um, amazing. Mezzanine Sleepover. Yes. 144. I am Slip with five eyes or Slip. I am at Megamix.com. And uh, yeah, it's uh, well done on the intro that I asked you to pull together very quickly again, uh, just like last week. Two weeks in a row you made me do this. I can't believe this. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, We, of course, if we sound extra hyped today, it is because in like four short days, we're going to be in Chicago at All In. I know. So excited. Four days from this very moment. Can you believe it? (laughs) Can you believe it? Uh, I can't. Yeah. And uh, you, me, and of course, our pal Disco Stew 81, who, of course, me and Disco Stew will be enjoying the mix that we put together last week of Canadian music on episode 143. Go back and listen. I can't believe. I barely remember it having uh, recorded it a week ago, but we did legitimately. Well, yeah, so I mean, it seems like forever ago. You guys just enjoy your uh, your original Tristratus song. Uh, I, we think, will, I think that's going to be we, great. We will enjoy We're Not the Mounties. Yeah, well, I, that, was, that, was, that I knew. And the Dowday song at the end. That's that's great too. Dowday. Um, I went. I was wondering. Um, yes. and just completely random question here because we haven't talked about this at all yet uh, today. Okay. Uh, yes. What do you think of uh, Starcast? You got any uh, big plans to go to Starcast? <laughs> I don't, and I know you guys don't because we are we have not put that on our on our own itineraries. Um, you see a lot of itineraries out there on Twitter. People with their big uh, take a picture of their itinerary or screenshot their itinerary for the weekend. Um, where most people, most of these marks seem more excited about fucking getting signatures from from people who don't care about them. They do about the event, which is funny. Uh, Starcast, of course, a giant fucking comic con for wrestling geeks. Um, just so everybody knows, the Mezzanine Sleepover, known for its wrestling content, we are not going to be at Starcast. Here's the, um, here's the thing. Like, this is why I like stuff like this. Because I already know what, like, how big a mark I am. Like, I'm, I'm traveling yeah. to Chicago for a wrestling show. Exactly. You, you know, you, you are getting on a fucking plane, which you hate doing. Yes, I do. Uh, for a wrestling show. So, I get what I am. 
I fully acknowledge yep. what I am. But then yes. we have these guys that just fucking take it up so many levels that it makes me feel better. Myself. It does. <laughs> it does. I, I agree with you one hundred percent. Like I'm going to the I wrestling show, but I, dork, I, but I'm not that bad. Like our our tickets to All In cost us each like I think it was like thirty five to forty bucks US uh, a piece, yep. Yep. and some of these guys are going to pay more than that to fucking stand with somebody like Cody Rhodes for ten seconds, get a yep. selfie, and that's it. And they're like. If you love Cody Rhodes, and I get it, like I Cody Rhodes seems like a decent dude, and if he's your favorite wrestler yep. of all time, I get it. I, I I get it. And if you're going to pay for it, it's your money. You pay for what you want. So I get that too. Yep. But like to fucking brag about it. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, here are all the people I'm going to meet. Here's the 15 things I'm doing that you know uh, that I've spent you know upwards of 300 dollars to procure. Uh, there's there are a lot of um, of podcasts jumping in all over it to get uh, to get some uh, to get some listeners. Uh, they're they're all over the place. We will not be. Um, you, the only place you can find you'll be able to find us doing a podcast is right here on mezzaninesleepover.com or on iTunes or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, we were talking. Uh, I was thinking in my head. We were we were not talking about this before the show. We were not. Absolutely not. I, I made I, I thought in my mind a um, just a quick thought about specifically like Bruce Pritchard, a dude who would never ever according to his podcast ever lower himself to uh, to give any kind of credence or, or anything to independent or Japanese wrestling, all just just whoring himself out to Starcast because you know there's money to be made. Mm-hmm. When it, when it comes down to the bucks, the guy the guy has no principles. No, none whatsoever. And, and it's very, very, that's a very big stretch of the definition of being principled that you won't go to an indie show. Fuck off. Like, <laughs> exactly. Um, I, yeah, StarCast. Uh, Going to be a good time for some people. Uh, we will be uh, look, hanging out in Chicago. We're going to go see some, uh, some White Sox, uh, Red Sox, and uh, we will save our, uh, our nerd dumb for the, uh, how, this is going to be a long show. Four to five hours. Uh, I think at, at least five uh, the hours. Sears Center, Sears Center in uh, in whatever the fuck part of uh, Chicago that is. Uh, a little bit of an aside, but about wrestling. Uh, last week we talked about Dave Meltzer getting in trouble for yes. talking about the appearance of a uh, <laughs> of a female WWE wrestler. wrestler, right? Yeah, uh, a WWE female wrestler. Uh, did yeah. you see the person who <laughs> tweeted out? Yeah, but what would Meltzer have given her if she was in the Tokyo Dome? That's awesome. That I gave. Seven, I love that. I love that. I gave seven stars to that. <laughs> of course. Amazing. <laughs> uh, so this week uh, on the yeah. show, would you like? This is your uh, your week. What uh, What would you well, like to tell us about the, what you put together? It's, it's called the Grab Bag Music Challenge, folks. Uh, it's the fifth installment of this. I thought it was the fourth, but no, we've done four previous. So this is number five. Um, I pick uh, fifteen, just off the top of my head, fifteen. Topics, uh, categories, and we got to find a. I challenge you to find a song for each of them, and of course, I do the same. And uh, we uh, compare and contrast and share uh, swap swap road stories, and uh, you know that's about it. I mean, it's. Uh, I think there's going to be some good stuff. I got some funny things from the Wick Eyes, so that'll be good. And uh, what what did you think about the categories? A little tough. Uh, some of them were, yeah, but uh, of course, it, it's not only tough to find the music. But, you know, this is our fifth installment, which yes. means we are now in, in topics 61 through 75. 
it's got to be tough coming up with ideas too. It, it was, it was, uh, I, and you'll, you'll see, I mean, I mean, right off the top, the first one is ridiculous. So, is. um, uh, but I knew you'd appreciate it and uh, we'll get to that in a, in a minute, but, uh, yeah, it, it took a while, but, uh, you know, when it comes to music, we always find a way to find something to talk about. Well, it's, and we do it for the listeners. Always. Always for the Always. listeners. Not for ourselves. <laughs> no, no, not at all. You know, basically the two people who listen to the show. It's for the listeners who we did this, do this for. <laughs> uh, I, will, uh, I will get us started because you challenged me. So I will talk yes, about what the challenge was. I will play my song and then you will play a song that you found. And uh, if we're feeling generous, maybe we will rate each other's uh, topics on a scale of uh, one to five. We'll see. We'll see. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, I, I like that idea. Uh, yeah, I know. I just came up Never with Never been it. done before. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, for the first song, you yes. challenged me to find a song about a dog. Yes! Uh, this was actually not difficult to think of. Here's what oh. I went to right away. Okay. Luc va à l'école avec son chien Fido. Il sort de sa maison, marche, 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 marche. All right. So this is Luc va à l'école. Uh, this version is apparently by Angele Arsenault. Uh, I asked a friend of mine who grew up uh, bilingual in New Brunswick okay. about this song. No idea what it was. No, <laughs> but the thing is, I know it immediately. Exactly. Uh, they played this in at least, I don't know how, I figured this was just widespread because when you hear something in French, you're like, well, everyone must know it. Everyone must know that French song. Because it's French. Uh, this may have been isolated to the St. Vitale area of the and immersion schools in our uh, elementary school days. I don't know. But anyways, that's where I know it from, elementary school when I was learning French. Yeah, Lucie Martin uh, and the Chien Fido is like, um, what's the English equivalent? I don't know, Luke goes to school? No, there's an English equivalent. It's like the, the it's not Jack and Jill. Or I anything. don't know. It's, but it's like there's kids books where it's like very simple phrases about these two kids doing stuff. But anyway, this is the French version. So very good. There you go. I will, I will, I will rate, I will ponder it while we play my song. And we'll give you um, and we'll give you a rating uh, in a few minutes. All Here's right. what I came up with. <laughs> so we got um, an artist called Henry Gross uh, doing a song called Shannon. Now. Yeah. Off his uh, 1976 album release, this song, if you can believe it, reached number six on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Oh my God! Really? Yeah. Here's it from the Wiki. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna shit your pants in the second part. <laughs> Shannon was written about the death of Beach Boys member Carl Wilson's Irish setter of the same name. While touring with the Beach Boys in 1975, Gross visited Wilson's home in Los Angeles, and in conversation said he owned an Irish setter called Shannon. Wilson replied that he also had an Irish setter named Shannon at, that had recently be killed, been killed by a car. Okay. Oh, here we so go. So that's nice. Let's talk about a dead dog. <laughs> I like to think I wish it was named Danny. But anyway. <laughs> Poor Danny. Um, here's, here's the best part from the Wiccan. Okay. 
just just drink this one in. According to the Wiccan, Shannon is remembered for being the subject of a pro- the song Shannon is remembered for being the subject of a profanity laced tirade by American Top 40 host Casey Kasem while recording the September 14, 1985 show. A listener from Cincinnati, Ohio, had requested Shannon as a long distance dedication to his own recently deceased dog named Snuggles. <laughs> Jason was upset that the show's producers had placed the dedication immediately following the Pointer Sisters' hit Dare Me, an up-tempo song that he considered a poor lead-in to a sad song such as Shannon. This did not originally air on the broadcast. Now, what is interesting about this is that that clip of Casey Kasem flipping out was used in the intro for episode 31 of The Missing Sleepover that is on February 15th, 2016. What a fact. Add that, add that to the Wiccai. That last fact. The funny part about this was, is I picked the song like a week earlier, and then today when I was doing my research, all figured it out. When I went to the Wicca, I'm all, holy shit! We talked about this like two years ago. So anyway, um, Shannon and also Snuggles, R.I.P. in peace. <laughs> I was tempted to pick uh, Mandy yes. by Barry Manilow, which because it was from a, it was originally called Brandy. Okay. By Scott English, and the suggestion was that the song was about his favorite dog, but it is an urban legend. Oh, so close. Uh, I give you uh, five stars for choosing such a classic, iconic French immersion song. I'm going to think very hard about this one. I think I'm going to give you five stars. Oh, thank you, fucking God. Uh, you're, you thank are, you very much. You're welcome. Uh, I, okay. may, I may not get five stars for this next one. Because nope. okay. because uh, I did not actually I, now I realize I did not follow exactly uh, what your rules were. Uh, All right, well, let's see. You said you said you wanted me to take a track or movement from a great original score. Yes. So original score, of course, would refer to like a movie or a television score. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I just took it from a three part song because I read the movement part. <laughs> And then you got excited. And I got excited, and I did not go to the score part. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's hear it. All right, here we go. Oh, wait. That's not even... Now I fucked up twice. I have to go to the oh, right part. Oh, come on! Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Okay, first of all, I love the xylophone. Yes. And there's a snare drum part that I love right here. Here we go. <laughs> right there. Great. All right. Yep. Uh, this is from a song by John P. Painter called Prelude, Siciliano, and Rondo. And this is the third movement, Rondo. And I like it. And that's why I chose it. Well... Oh, see, it gets quiet there. Anyways, I played this multiple times in a band in high school. Classic. Oh. Um, it's great. Um, I'm going to assume that this at some point was played in a movie. So I'm going to come out right now and give you five stars. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. I, it totally yes. was. I'm sure it was. All right. I'm sure it was, too. So you, you get a pass. For, uh, for not quite getting it, but I think in the end you nailed it in a roundabout way. Here's here's what I came up with. I mean, this is cheap heat right here. Five stars. Yes! <laughs> yeah! 
I fucking love Kyle. I love Kylo Ren. Yeah. What? Oh my god, that's awesome. Uh, the Imperial March, open parenthesis, Darth Vader's theme, close parenthesis, from the 1980 Empire Strikes Back original motion picture soundtrack. I don't have it in front of me what orchestra played with John Williams on this. Uh, I assume it's somewhere from London. But I'm not sure. London Symphony Orchestra, maybe? Fucking classic. Oh, that's great. Oh. So good. I mean, you know... Oh, oh. Yes! I love it. Anyway, uh, that's uh, thank you for the five stars. I appreciate it. All right. Here we go. You told me to play a track from a fantastic album. Yes. That has an absolutely terrible cover. Yes. Again, maybe I've broken the rules here. Because okay. I, can't, I can't actually vouch that this album is fantastic. Okay. But this track is fantastic, and the album cover is all-time bad. Here okay. we go. That, that's fine. Okay. We've played this on the sleepover before. Yes, we have. All right, so this is Orleans. Oh, my God, yep. Uh, the track is called Still the One. It was released in 1976 yep. on an album called Waking and Dreaming. Yep. I'm going to describe this for a second, but before I do, I would ask listeners, just take your tablet or your computer yep. and put in Orleans Waking and Dreaming album cover. Yes. It is the five members of the band mm-hmm. standing, looking at the camera with their arms around each other. Yep. All topless. <laughs> oh my god! I, what? What? Like just an interesting choice for an album cover. Yeah, it really is. Uh, uh, this song also known in Winnipeg as being used uh, covered in a jingle for Polo Park. That is correct. Uh, in the 1980s, uh, they yeah. uh, there's nothing on the Wikipedia, by the way, about this album cover, which is amazing no. to me. They just talk two lines about the album, and that's it. They're fucking no-selling it like The Undertaker. They're just like, what cover? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There you Um, go. You know, I'm going to have to say, you know, you you did kind of miss the mark a little bit on on the fantastic album point, but uh, five stars. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know what? I agree. That's good. Uh, here's here's what I came up with for a fantastic album, terrible cover. Here's a good, great song. So we got Prince. Yes. Doing a "When You Were Mine" off his 1980 album. Dirty Mind. <laughs> uh, I would implore any of you to take a look at the album cover. It says Prince across the top. It's in black and white. There is a kind of uh, a funky background behind him. Uh, Prince is standing uh, there uh, in a uh, some kind of a fancy kind of overcoat with a bandana around his neck like he's a dog. And he's wearing nothing but G-string packs. <laughs> Just little black briefs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking Prince. The best. Uh, the Wiccai says nothing about the cover. Again, right? How can you nothing. How can you put this album cover up and say nothing about it? 
I don't know. It, it says nothing. Not a thing about it. It doesn't even say who took the photo. Um, the, uh, about this album, a quick uh, thing that I know everybody's w- worried about, about Dirty Mind by Prince. Pitchfork Media. Yes. Ranked Dirty Mind number 87 on its list of the top 100 albums of the 1980s. Uh, Pitchfork Media rated this album out of 10. Can you guess? Um, I'm going to say 7.6. They gave it 10 out of 10. Yes. It's a great album. Honestly, uh, it's it's probably... This might be the best album with a terrible cover. I mean... When you've got an album with a song called Head, which is exactly, yep. it's about exactly what you think it is. Come on. Yep. <laughs> Prince always delivering. Uh, you know, what else to be like Prince on the show, so I'm excited. Uh, I'm sure he would appreciate that. Yes. Uh, I'm going to give if you. We're alive. Uh, I mean, it's Prince. Uh, I feel like you kind of went with the cheap heat. Oh. Five stars. Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you. I'm so scared. Uh, you challenged me to find or to play my number one summer jam for 2018. Yes. Here we go. Nice. All right, we are listening to a band called the Jim Mitchells. Nice. They're from Sydney, Australia. The album is Love Hypnotic. It was released on... It was actually released in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are listening to a track called Ankle Deep. I have no idea if it's a single because it's all just on Bandcamp. Yeah. Uh, but I am loving nice. this song. Uh, we'll get to the chorus in a second. But I would uh, t- tell you all... Oh, here we go. You know, psych. So, of course. <laughs> not yeah. psych, but psych. Not psych. Uh, here's uh, two questions. The first, how many times have, have you played uh, this track on your radio show? I have played this track on my radio show, I'd say three times, is my guess. Uh, my second question, <laughs> have you seen them? Live? I have not seen them. You know what? Okay. Australia has this amazing psych scene, uh-huh. but, you know, they're all bands that really can't afford to leave Australia. Well, no, you wouldn't be able to, right? Like, what are you going to do? Go on a fucking world tour? But there are so many of them at this point that I'm almost <laughs> tempted to go to Australia at some point and just try to catch as many as I can. Nice! Because I'll never That's see them otherwise. So, you can do you an on-location sleepover. <laughs> I could. You're right. Because if, if you go to Australia, what you'd want to do, sit down and record a fucking podcast. Of course. Spend, like, five hours. It'd be great. <laughs> you know what I'll do is Watch I'll... All your- I'll record it. I'll record it on the plane. <laughs> Just a thirteen-hour like live podcast. Awesome. Ugh, that would be about uh, as bad as last that. week's show. <laughs> now you know. Um, I, uh, I I I like the genre. I don't. I'm not as big of a fan as it as you are. Um. So I'm gonna have to go. Unfortunately. Five stars. Oh, you swerved me, brother. Sick. <laughs> hey, that's what that's uh, the kind me, of music I played. <laughs> um, for me, speaking of seeing live, so jealous that the group that I'm about to play is in Toronto on the 27th. And we'll never we'll never come to Winnipeg. But anyway, um, a, a, gr- a band that I've been hard into all fucking since uh, earlier in the year. 
uh, the, here's a track, uh, not a, not a single track, just a track I'm into right now. Uh, here we go. Is it easy for you if I took time? Time. Would you feel secure if I told you everything on my mind? Imagination can take its time. Who are these guys? So this is the Aces from Provo, Utah. Not Sexy City, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, big into the Aces right now. Well, for the last few months, obviously, uh, my favorite album of the year, 2018's When My Heart Felt Volcanic, a Bandcamp find by me. That uh, some some serious indie pop, which has kind of been my mo for the past few years. Listen to this chorus. <laughs> Fucking guitars are crazy. They're awesome, and uh, I'm so jealous. They're in Toronto. And I'm going to give myself five stars. Uh, I'm probably not going to see this show because they are the opener for Five Seconds of Summer. Yeah, that doesn't sound very good. I didn't even know that. I just saw that they were playing. Yeah, the well, as soon as you said it, I'm not really familiar with them. But I was off the recommendation, I was like, well, if I can see them, if anything, just to make you jealous. Of course. Play, well, that's, that's the reason for your existence. Play a game of Make You Mad, if, if of you course. will. Uh, but uh, they are playing at, and this is a shout out to last week's episode, they are playing at Echo Beach. Yes, that's right. So there you go. Uh, the aces. Uh, I'm going to give you five aces for, the, for Excellent. this Excellent. Five well aces. Uh, you should have given me aces and eights, your favorite wrestling group oh. ever. Shut up. Shut up, cowboy. <laughs> Shut up, cowboy. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's see. You challenged me for uh, to find a non-instrumental song used as a theme for WWE pay-per-view that actually doesn't suck. This was really easy to find. It was the first one on the list. Yes. So, of course, Easy Lover by Philip Bailey yes. and Phil Collins. Uh, the yes. theme song to WrestleMania. The first one. The very first one. Uh, it was the first one. I'm like, well, I should look a little further just mm -hmm. to see if there's something else. There is so little to choose from. Oh, I know. It's rotten. I mean, this is more of a discussion point um, because, oh, I, I I, mean, you look through a list of, uh, there's there's a site, and I can't remember what it was. I, I looked at the list, the breakdown. Of course, the first few WrestleManias, there's nothing. There's like this. And uh, by the way, five stars for the song, five, star, five stars for the choice. Good work. Um, I, I knew this wasn't going to uh, be hard, but I, I wanted to talk a bit about just the how piss poor they were at choosing music. Uh, first of all, their instrumentals were, um, I mean, obviously the, um, the, uh, the classic Showcase of the Immortals is a classic from uh, WrestleMania's uh, six through uh, eight are tremendous uh the wrestlemania fucking song that other one is terrible but then when they started pulling like in popular artists god they've chosen a lot of garbage the worst so. selection of all wrestlemania 22 uh at the time they're all still super heard the show is totally r-rated and like disgusting i mean it's a great yep. show but it's like so fucking filthy yep and the music is all big time by peter gabriel Oh, such a mismatch! It, did, it, it didn't. It was a very big mismatch. Anyway, so for, uh, I give you, I give you, like I said, five stars for both. Um, 
for me, I uh, I went with I knew you were gonna pick Easy Lover, so here's what I went with. <laughs> I fucking stole your heat. <laughs> we got Peter Gabriel doing big time. Which WrestleMania was this uh, from? Well, this is from WrestleMania 22 in 2006. Oh, that was a raunchy show. The tagline for the show, the tagline for the show was "Big Time!" Exclamation. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally makes no sense. Uh, out of nowhere, uh, here's Peter Gabriel with a song from 30 years, 20 years ago. It was weird, but it's a uh, you know, listen, you're a big fan. I know you're not a, a big fan of Big Time. I like Big Time, and so it's the only other choice I can think of. I bet you, like, Vince must have just heard the song, like, three months leading up to WrestleMania and was like, that's my song. Well, for the first time, right? Yes. There's a song called Big Time? God. Um, yeah, there's all the garbage. I guess I could have picked Snow by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Another weird one. Yeah. I come from yeah, a I small can... town. <laughs> you know, I actually am shocked at... Um, at how when I look back at some of this era because you mentioned how just how the content was just super like explicit and dirty I'm actually surprised when I watch back some of the things just how far they went with some stuff I know like we're talking like way past what they did in Attitude Era yes it's hot lesbian action yeah that was like a segment oh my god terrible anyway Peter Gabriel big time I bet you Vince loved the line about where he like lays his big head on his big pillow. Oh yeah, of course. That's great. <laughs> God damn it! So there uh, you go. All right. Big time. Uh, you oh five stars, obviously. Thank you. I mean, come Excellent. on. Excellent. Uh, Pete, right? I mean, it's Pete. I get it. Regardless, that was me. You know what I actually did? I got to. I, I have to um, confess something. I picked that so I could get five stars. So. Uh, well, I did the same with this one. Uh, a Rock, pop, etc. track that features the bagpipes. Yes. Now that I think about it, seeing as you put etc. in there, I should have just yes. picked a pipe band track. I did not. No, you should have. Um, you got me that technicality. But we uh, we do get back to back. Pete, here we go. I just realized the bagpipes may go through the other channel. We'll see. If people hear oh, them. Oh no. Do you hear yes. the bagpipes? Okay. Loud and clear, buddy. Nice. The opening track from Us 1992 release by Peter Gabriel. This is Come Talk to Me. And we get some bagpipes in the uh, introduction. Uh, after the intro is done, there is no more bagpipes. But So here's the thing the track has come to me. Come talk Speaking to me. Of coming, yep. you must have jazzed your pants when you heard bagpipes in a Pete song. <laughs> Together at last? <laughs> You're two great loves. Uh, anyways, a great tune, and uh, I will not talk about the song, but I will put a shout out uh, to the Field Marshal Montgomery Pipe Band from Northern Ireland who won their 13th World Pipe Band Championship prize this past Saturday. Really? Well, uh, well done. And here's my question. Have you seen them live? I have. Yes! Yes! Here, that, you know what that deserves? 
honk action. <laughs> I can't um, believe I've never done that before in a sleepover. It's like one of our classic moves to all honk all the time. Um, I uh, also have to say, unfortunately, nowhere in the top six this year, uh, Shots and Dicad did not play. Yeah, what's going on? Have they dropped off? Uh, a little bit, yes. How about, how's Simon Fraser doing? They were fifth this year. Not a bad showing. Uh, Would they be have been happy with that or no? Probably. Uh, Field Marshal has been dominant for the last like five or six years. So. And where are they from? They're from Northern Ireland, as I said. That's right. I sorry. When you weren't listening, obviously. Look at me babbling. You know that might cost you in stars. We're gonna see what happens <laughs> with your track here. Well, Peter Gabriel, uh, automatic five stars. Bagpipes, automatic five stars. Good work. There was all gonna be bagpipes anyway. <laughs> yes, you chose one with bagpipes. Well done. God damn it. Oh, by the way, I want to I wanna send a shout-out to you. Um, my son now all acts like you. He all does things where it's like, if it's like, you know where you like where you all do the big, like, uh, uh, Alio Gratton cell with the hands over the head and then out? Yeah. It's all his thing now where he's all, I'm like Alan, and he all does that. <laughs> hey, if something good. goes wrong, if something happens where he drops something, he all does the big cell. Uh, also, where can I find your son's podcast? <laughs> well, you know what? He, he's recorded one. He's decided he's going, that was a test run. So as soon as, as soon as he does another one, I'll make sure you get a copy because uh, they're hilarious. What's it called? It's called the mega movies podcast. And, uh, he's, he, his first episode, he talked about how cool infinity war was. So, um, and talked about all sorts of things. It's, it's amazing. Actually. He, I, I don't even know one day he was just like, I want to make a podcast. So, well, here you go. Uh, <laughs> you know, set him up with GarageBand. And he recorded himself. He all went off on his own. I heard him talking downstairs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help him produce a new podcast. It's called Oh yeah, People I Wish Were My Dad. <laughs> Thor, <laughs> Captain America. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, he's also. I, I'm all slowly, all deviously getting him into wrestling. I know you are. My Great. wife is notorious. She's like, well, I don't really want him watching wrestling, and I'm like, that's fine. Because I really don't want him watching wrestling either. But about getting him into it, by all, we all bring him home figures that he can all play with. He's had many matches with uh, Chris Jericho versus Sid. Excellent. Yeah, it's pretty good. Sid does the job most of the time. Well, Chris Jericho's from, uh, from Winnipeg. Uh, so he likes him. Also, I've been tasked. I have to find something for him in Chicago that is uh, Kenny Omega related. So All right. I'm going to be on a mission. Oh, maybe uh, you'll have, have to get his autograph. <laughs> Stand in line there, pal. <laughs> Starcast. I'd spend, what, like 80 bucks. Um, this one we played on the sleepover before, but it's a classic, and it's got to be on here for bagpipes. For the here first time ever, someone's repeating a song on the sleepover. Yes. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll pipe in right now because you're going to have to scrub. Uh, this is John Farnham with You're the Voice of 1986's Whispering Jack. Bagpipes at 2 minutes and 41 seconds. Yes. That's the beat. That's fucking great. Five stars. Easy. Thank you. Uh, of course, my favorite part about this, I've, I've said it on the sleepover before. Uh, the scene in uh, Hot Rod, where they walk down the street destroying the town. Yes. Song. Amazing. Here we go. He won a contest with this song, right? He submitted it to win a contest. Yeah, Eurovision? Something like that. Good for him. 
Good for John Farnham. You want a fun read? Go through like all the all the um, all those the, that fucking song competition that they do with all the countries. Uh-huh. I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, that shit's terrible. So many so many bad songs. It's great. Well, speaking of I bad speaking of bad songs, you had me peruse okay, a yeah. list of Pitchfork's top two hundred songs of the nineties. Yes. You wanted me to find a track from that list that, in your words, fucking sucks. Uh, you know what? This wasn't easy. It was not, was it? Because I didn't look beforehand. Kudos to Pitchfork. Uh, not it's a bad a solid list. list for the most part. Uh, but I did find one, and as soon as I found it, I mean, it was so easy to put this on my list. All right. All right. Let's hear it. Already fucking makes me mad. <laughs> Could have put this on the fucking uh, podcast last week. <laughs> if you want Stu to like throw himself out the door of the car, maybe we should cheer him up then. What do you uh, suppose we should do? Well, does he like butter tarts? You know what? Fuck this shit. Fuck this song. I think they put it at about 120. That's too high. And I just like how it shouldn't be on the list. Nope, it's bad. It's awful. Um, it has a lot of positive reviews. A lot. Glenn, uh, by the way, when you steal my steal my sunshine yeah. by Len. Yeah, Rolling Stone put it at number 33 on their best summer songs of all time. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, the fucking cover of the single is all cartoon Len. Of oh, this band. Me. One of them's in like a Lucho mask. One's dressed like a pimp. Of course. It's, it's uh, this song stinks. Fucking white dudes and white girls. Yeah, uh, and they're from uh, they're from Canada. Are they West Coast. You know, as as pop fucking crap, it's fine. Yes, but 120 best song in the 90s? No way. Yeah, that's that's bad. Uh, Len that's from bad. Toronto, so blame oh, me. Oh Jesus! Yes, I thought maybe it was VC and we could laugh. Now, now it's just shame. Um, so that's obviously five star find terrible. Uh, mine may not seem as egregious, but the placement of this, I just can't believe it's this high. Here's what I got. I'm already fucking bored right away. Oh God. Scrub it a little bit. This is so bad. Can you know Hold on. So this is uh, Bonnie Prince Billy I See a Darkness Off 1999's I See a Darkness Pitchfork ranked this As the number 32 song Of the whole decade of the 90s The quote from their entry When Johnny Cash is covering your songs To lend weight and pathos To his own albums As he did for American 3 Solitary Man One year later Suffice to say You've hit a nerve Fuck that this like mythical fucking bullshit about Johnny Cash. Come on. <laughs> and then they put this song as the 32nd best song of the 90s. I and don't you know, know what? For the first couple pages, I'm going back. I'm like, oh, no, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Even if I don't agree, I'm like, you know what? No, it's still solid, you know? And then I get to this. I was all, come on. So there we go. Bonnie, uh, sorry, open quotation mark. Prince, close quotation mark, Billy. Fuck, I even hate the name. It makes me mad. 
I'm going to give this one, uh, let me think about. <laughs> what, uh, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, five stars. Five stars. Five snores. Five snores. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's what I said. Well, you know, it, it, we are we are running a snooze cast here, so. Uh, we are. <laughs> we all to sleep. Okay. <laughs> what do we got next? Uh, you asked me to play a musical markout moment from the past five years. Yes, uh, this, this was, this was uh, inspired by uh, episode five of The Sleepover way back three years ago. Uh, I only actually discovered this song about probably four months ago. Okay. Uh, but it is from the past five years. It is, not, it is not from this year. It is from the last five years. Here we go. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking right. Yes. Yes. All right, so I'll get to, I'll turn it up when we get to the part. Okay. Uh, this is video video. Yep. Uh, a synth pop like a from from today's like indie electro synth pop new wave. Synth wave, yeah, yeah. Band from Melbourne, Australia. The track is called Flames. So good. And uh, I can't believe the first time I listened to this album, I fucking loved it. And yeah. this is the standout track to me. And yeah. here we go, the markout moment is coming right here. Okay. Yes. Amazing. Oh, so fucking good. This fucking, this track is incredible. Uh, Go pick up this album. I don't know what the fuck it's called. It's called, uh, it's called uh, Flame, or sorry, Planet of Storms. You can find yeah. it on Bandcamp. Uh, just, yeah, go look for it because it's fucking great. And I was saying last week that the Midnight are playing. I wish that Video Video would come here and play. Well, Video Video, you hit me too. And, and it's made its way onto my Essential Synthwave, Essentials Synthwave tracks. So, uh, well done by you. Five beautiful songs. Yes. All right, over to you. Uh, so, I'm a big Best Coast Mark. In 2015, Best Coast put out California Nights. Tremendous album. There's uh, one song, In My Eyes, has a interesting little part uh, towards uh, at the uh, uh, build-up to the last chorus, and I've included it here. Here we go. Part where it kind of goes to the flat and I'm a fucking mark for those moments. Uh, fucking one of the best albums I've heard in my life, and it's awesome. Because you t- told us such a personal story about yourself, I have to give you five stars. Oh, thank you so much. I, I mean, much appreciated. You know, this podcast isn't just fun and games. We open our no. souls up to the world. <laughs> yes. Just yeah, saying. It's, it's much like sitting in front of a dumpster reading poetry. <laughs> This is our version. That is that yes. is for sure. <laughs> um, the dumpster poetry podcast. We're doing a video of a bike, or of a bag flying in the wind, <laughs> copying oh, well, a yeah. movie where they had a bag flying in the wind. Oh my god, disgusting. Okay, uh, you wanted me to find a standout track from a side project. 
Yes. I think you'll like this one. I think I this counts wait. as a side project. We'll see. It does. Yes. Here's what I say. I think I got a new gimmick on the sleepover. <laughs> You're gonna get fucking so caught. Uh, this is Dare. It is yes. uh, off of the album Demon Days by Gorillas with the mm-hmm. Z at the end. Uh, and uh, of course, this is the side project of Damon Alburn from mm-hmm. uh, Blur. And Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that too. Del. Yeah, yeah, Dell too. Fine, hey, fine. Hey, your stars are on the line here. <laughs> uh, you know, this, uh, this. Uh, I don't even know what to say about gorillas. Like, I like them. They're okay. I think I like them more as time has passed than I did initially. Mm-hmm. I never disliked yeah. them. I just kind of was like, I don't see it. Yeah, they're all right. I mean, listen, this song takes me back to uh, the days of XM satellite radio. Yes, I'll say that. Um, yeah, no, I've never been like a huge Gorillaz fan at all, actually. But they have a few standout tracks, this being one of them. So well done. I'm going to have to say five stars. For you. Oh, beautiful. Here we go. All right. The singing just might have bumped it up to six, but you didn't sing along nope. long enough. So not, not quite there. Damn it. This track for me, I wouldn't say it's a standout track. I think it's just a standout side project. Um... So, oh, I'm crossing my fingers. Oof. I don't get punished for this. Here we go. This is a side project called Late! Exclamation mark. Exclamation point. Um... This is an album uh, from 1992 called Pocket Watch from the Wicca. In the summer of 91, Dave Grohl went into the studio and recorded four songs, playing all these from himself. The recording was combined with six songs from a previous session recorded in 1990. Although both sessions occurred after joining Nirvana, Grohl unobtrusively acknowledged the existence. Um, this, the cassette was uh, pretty much released in D.C. Um, and in around there. Um, the Wiccai says, though constantly coupled with Nirvana and Foo Fighter collections, Late should be considered its own separate project. Uh, on this as well would be a song called Winnebago, which was remixed, uh, was re-recorded and used as a B-side on Exhausted off their first album. Uh, also on this, Friend of a Friend, which would later show up on In Your Honor. So uh, people who thought that Friend of a Friend was written about Kurt Cobain dying, wrong. This was written when Kurt Cobain was still alive. I thought it was pretty cool. So, who boy, like your star rating. I, I got I to gotta tell you, I mean, you did say you pick a standout track. I think it's a good track. It's called Milk, by the way. Yeah, oh, but, but you admitted right away that it wasn't a standout track. And that should cost you. But you know what? For your bravery and going out there with this, I have to give you five stars. Oh, thank fucking God. That's great. Oh, man. I, you know, I knew that it would be a bit of a problem, but... You know, in the end, uh, a fair judgment. Thank you. Uh, you asked me to find a track from an album 
you want to break down someday on albums are dead, open parenthesis, hashtag marketing in all caps, close parenthesis. <laughs> yes, hashtag marketing. Uh, there are so many albums that I want to break down. I don't even know where to begin with. Goodalbumsaredead.com uh, to learn more about albums are dead. But uh, four albums are dead. Uh, I don't know if this one will come anytime soon, but I was like, here's one that I think I'd like to talk about at length one day. Here we go. Okay. Yes. Let it hit. Yes. All right, so we have Crescendals. Yes. By Daft Punk off of their 19, or sorry, 2001. Oh, I just started it again. Oh, I might lose some stars. Off their 2001 release, <laughs> Discovery. Uh, yes. This is a fucking amazing album, mm-hmm. uh, cover to cover. And I don't know if there will be stories, but I think it would be good to break down track by track and talk about uh, this fucking amazing, crazy Oh electronic my god, band. I mean, the sampling alone is, is enough to fill an episode. Yes, so uh, there you go. That's what I uh, that's what I decided to choose. Well, you know, I would love to review that album as well. Five stars. That's fantastic. Oh, Good choice. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so um, much. Yeah, you know, I think this would be a fun album for me to uh, talk about on Albums Are Dead. Uh, find out more about Albums Are Dead at albumsaredead.com. Uh, I, this, this would be one on my top ten of things I want to talk about. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Oh, I got to find it. Here it is. Track ten. Of course. Yes. We got the Pixies. Uh, Debaser off 1989's New Little. I mean, uh, my God. Just chock full of ridiculous songs. Um, a fucking outrock staple. Uh, just tremendous. Can't wait. I know we're going to talk about it sometime. Uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, I would definitely, you know, this Albums Are Dead podcast, marketing, yes. here we go, hashtag yes. marketing, go to albumsaredead.com, right now we're doing one show a week, we could honestly do like three or four. We could. I have so but many albums. Know, we are such good guys, we do this uh, for free, we for do. the world, you know, and uh, we just don't have the time. If, if I knew of like two other people out there, and I mean if you're listening yeah. to this and think you fall into this category... But if I could find two other people who would obviously have to uphold the high standards yes, of searching Wikipedia that we keep and go listen to our shows so that you can hear what high standards and the bar that we set yes. for the yes. show. But if I knew two other people that would be interested in, in, in putting out episodes of Albums Are Dead, yeah, I would totally like go to twice a week with like two teams. That'd be great. But anyways. Well, if anybody out there wants to take it on. But, I mean, it's hard to find the chemistry, too. I mean, you got to find someone you have chemistry with, like we do here on The Sleepover and on Albums Are Dead. Oh, that's why, we've done, that's why we've done two podcasts, because how could you not yeah. with this team? How could you not? I uh, mean, and, and so with that chemistry, uh, you know, um, that has been acknowledged, I mean, what, what have I got for stars here? Mm, well, I don't know about that, dude. Like, I feel like, <laughs> you, I feel like you're trying to butter me up by talking about what great chemistry we have. Uh, and I'm like, you know, I can't be bought. 
<laughs> I'm not Sapphire. Sweet Sapphire. You know, I'm well, I'm like Dusty. What's that? Three weeks ago on the sleepover. Yes, I'm like Dusty, who couldn't be bought and chased a limousine outside of an arena at SummerSlam 1990. Uh, I will give you five stars. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, That's great. For the next. 11th track, you wanted me to pick a song from 1991 that you have rated five stars. Uh, yes. I don't have many that are rated five stars from 91, but here you go. All right, we all know what this is. It's Alive by Pearl Jam. Yes. Uh, Another album which we will have to review on Albums Are Dead, but I feel like you have to do this one. Oh, for sure. I would definitely do it. Ten is the album. Oh, I thought you were giving me uh, ten stars. Damn. In late 90... Hey, hey now. Uh, released in late 1991, uh, one of the uh, seminal grunge classics. Well, thank you for talking about my song. Five stars to you. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I give you five stars, but uh, here's why I kind of jumped the gun. Play my uh, my track. We <laughs> <laughs> got Why Go by Pearl Jam. Yes. Five star classic. Uh, I'm going to give you five stars because obviously you copied me and that is the right way to go. <laughs> Not much more to say about 10. I would like to do it on uh, on Albums Are Dead. I think there's a lot of good stories to go with that. I also have some books I can pull from, which is great because uh, that that's uh, I, I don't even have to go look around. I, just, I got them at my house, so uh, you can pull some stuff. I think that'd be a good one. For are the, they? Uh, for the- is one of the books called <laughs> Why I Like Pearl Jam by Megamix.com? <laughs> Written Listen, by I'm you when you were like fourteen. Well, I mean, here's a like well, <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, you all, I can also answer a question you may have about, about Pearl Jam. I was I, about to ask you actually, and I think you're very excited to answer this for me. Yes, yes. Have you seen them? Yes, I have. Amazing. I have seen them four times. Oh my goodness, you are the biggest I've seen fan. Them in Gimli, I've seen them in Winnipeg twice and in Fargo. So. To the, to the far reaches of, of, of the world, clearly. Um, one last uh, little uh, tidbit. I, I fucking lost my, I lost my thought I had in my head. Wow. And that, seriously, I, I literally, it just literally drifted away. It's gone. You know what? I'm not going to change your star rating. Oh, okay, thank stars. God. <laughs> I was thinking about it. All right. Uh, so here's a category coming up that I tailored specifically so I could play something. Oh, okay then. Uh, so go for it. Let's here's what it. I've picked when you challenge me to find a song performed by a non-musician. And here's what I have. Oh, wait. Is that the next one? Yes. Uh, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> right. Good. Can I keep going? Yes. She came from Greece. She had a thirst for knowledge. She studied sculpture at St. Martin's College. That's where I caught her eye. Nice. She told me that her dad was loaded. I said... All right, so this is William Shatner. My God. uh, Doing a version of Common People. Pulp's Common People. Yes! I want to do whatever common people do. Uh, So the big joke, of course, is that William Shatner does, like, you know, has this great, like, voiceover voice. Yes. So they did an album of him doing voiceovers, and they've had him do this gimmick in a lot of places. Um, the WWE did it once. Of course uh, they did. Um, I think it gets a little old pretty fast. 
Oh, yeah, I'm already, I'm, it's already old now. But it fits the category, so that's why I chose it. It does fit the category. And, you know, I'm going to say, honestly, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, five stars. Oh, now, I, I appreciate your honesty. Yes. Now, here's the thing. You can't play mine. you got to play track 13 because I got these mixed up in my, in my order. Oh, okay. Here we go. Sing. <laughs> it's gonna cost you a star. No, no, please. Anyway, uh, this is Eddie Murphy. Yes. Party all the time. Uh, off 1985's How Could It Be? He put in a whole fucking album. My God. Produced by Rick James, though. So that's you get the you get the chops and that sassy synth line. Here you go. Here we go. Uh, the premise is. Uh, Eddie has a girlfriend who wants to party all the time. <laughs> um, from the Wiccai, here's what I found. Here's a, here's a little tidbit for you. Since 2014, the song has enjoyed a mini resurgence in Scotland. Thanks largely to the supporters of St. Johnstone FC, who have now adopted it as an unofficial club anthem. Yes! Here we go. You know, he's no worse a singer, at least produced, than anyone else, so... No, he's not. Not a bad song, actually. So it's a minor hit in 1985. Um, I, I'm, just, I'm like, I'm so nervous here. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I have a hat next to me with five star ratings in it. I'm gonna draw one for oh. this one. Oh my gosh! I know. Hold on here. Okay, I'm picking it, and it is whoo five stars. Yes, yes, L- yes. Lucky guy. Lucky. Oh my gosh! All right, what do we got next? Uh, you challenged me to find a high school concert band or jazz band song you particularly enjoyed. Now, I already played one. You already played it. You did. But I'm going to play another one because I did pick another one. Uh, we did not play this one together. But when you no, hear it, okay. but when you hear it, you may, you may know why I liked it. Okay. All right, here we go. This is Gevorkna Fanfare. Nice. Written by Jack Stamp. It's only a minute and a half long. And besides, like, yeah. you know, all the brass and all the madness kind of going on, yeah. that fucking timpani, so much fun to play. So, that's Not in awesome. this part. You, of course, a master percussionist back in the day. I can only imagine what this sounded like when, when mm. the high school band played. I can tell you that. Not like this. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, it was probably, like, half the speed. I'm just going to go to the ending. You know what? And, and the bass clarinet just would have discussed. Because <laughs> I go. would not have been there. Listen to this timpani. Okay. Yes! That's great. You boom, fucking boom, pounded boom, those do, 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 Yeah. Love it. Anyways, right, so, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you picked a song that I I didn't 
I, I wasn't there. I, I graduated the year before you did. You purposefully picked a song that I wouldn't have known. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. before you give me my star rating. Please, yes. please. This wasn't played with my like high school band. This was honor band. So please. Okay. Come on. Well, hang on a second. Come on. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna let my new gimmick do the talking. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Here's how many, however many toots you can get from from the from the the car studio. All right. Is going to be how many stars you get. Here we go. Come on. Please. <gasps> Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! Woo! So mine is track twelve, and because uh, I, I I mixed up the order, and this was the one where I was like, I just want to play this. So I picked the category. Here we go. I'm surprised already. No, do 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 do. I knew you'd pick this one. So we got Court of the Patriarchs, written by John O'Reilly in 1987. Uh, the audio from this I downloaded off an Al- Alfred Music sheet music site, so I have no idea who's performing it. Uh, from the publisher description, inspired by one of the m- remarkable stone formations in Zion National Park, this concert overture opens with a rich woodwind chorale, the exciting allegro features, the syncopated rhythms, interesting harmonies, and a challenging percussion writing that are the trademark of Mr. O'Reilly's compositions. So tailored not just for me with with my with my with my tuning on the bass clarinet, but also some challenging percussion. What do you have to say about that? Yeah. Listen to that. It's almost like it's you playing it. So oh, it's beautiful. Um. Oh, Nautilus is here. <laughs> he wants to tell you how many stars you get. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. My goodness, five five stars. Thank you, Nautilus. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right. the five stars, and uh, and uh, I'm very pleased. Uh, we are coming to uh, quickly to our conclusion. Uh, we are on track fourteen. Now the nitty gritty, as Gorilla Monsoon would say, and I've never said that on this show. No, absolutely not. You've never quoted Gorilla. Uh, you asked me to play a track yes. from a uh, unnecessary, <laughs> completely unnecessary greatest hits album. Yes. Uh, here's what I came up with. All right, so obviously this is Millie Vanilli, uh, Blame It on the Rain. Ugh, In disgusting. 2006, there was a greatest, yes. the best of the best Millie Vanilli. Uh, nice. So <laughs> let's think about this for a second. Uh, of course, <laughs> this, uh, this would have come out, uh, this would have come out after, well, there's three reasons this is dumb. Yes. Uh, number one, they had basically one album. Like they had, they really had a couple, but they really had yeah. one album. They're not a one hit uh-huh. wonder, but they're a one album wonder. Yep. Number two, uh, this is well after we find out that the uh, the two dudes in the band didn't sing. That's right. The songs. 
And number three, this came out eight years after Rob Pilatus killed himself. So, oh my God, did we really need this album? No. Like, if you want Millie Vanilli's greatest hits, go yeah. buy Girl, You Know It's True. It's right exactly. there. Um, what I do like about this song is that uh, Kid Tetris sings it so nice. Blame <laughs> it on the stars. <laughs> did shine that night. Uh, I should also let you know yes. that there is a Wiki entry for Greatest Hits Album, which starts off by saying, a Greatest Hits Album, sometimes called a Best Of Album or Catalog Album, is mm. a compilation of songs by a particular artist or band. Very nice. That's some, that's a deep dive in terms of information. I know. Five stars for you. I, 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 I figured I wasn't quite there, and so I pushed it over the top. That put you over, that put you over the top when you, when you consulted the Wiki, which is something that we always try and do here on the sleepover. <laughs> um, here's what I, I thought we might have crossover. Here's mine. All right. Yes. We got color me bad. Bad to do. Extra badness. Um, uh, this is a song called I, I Want to Sex You Up. It is author of their, what, 1991 album CMB, but is the lead track off of 2000's The Best of Color Me Bad. Is it? Um, is it the only track? <laughs> this, uh, this album uh, has 12 tracks. One of which was a hit, one of which was a minor hit, and the rest I have no idea. <laughs> um, we got I Want to Sex You Up, we got I Adore Mia Moore, and there's a song called Sexual Capacity, which I'm kind of interested in. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> Other than that, no idea, terrible, as we would say in Wapass, that's garbage packs. Uh, I have a, something important to ask you. This yes. is going to help determine your star rating. Okay. Have you seen them? I have not seen them. Five stars. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Wrapping it up. What do we got? Uh, the last track you want me to find my favorite WAWF entrance theme. Yes. Open parenthesis. Here's a list of all the songs we ever used. And then there's a website. Close parenthesis. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> I love how you read that. Yes. What? What? Isn't that the category? All right. WAWF, <laughs> of course, our Backyard Wrestling Federation. We yes. had hundreds of songs to choose from. Yep. Uh, this may not be my favorite song as a standalone song. Yes. But for the wrestler that used the theme, I think it fits yes. perfectly. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Woo! So we had a couple. <laughs> we had a couple of wrestlers actually named the convict. Yes, we did. Here we go. <laughs> And so we chose The Prodigy's Break and Enter. Yep. Uh, this is off of music for the Jilted Generation album. Mm -hmm. uh, and, of course, it's really just, you know, there's a little bit of vocal later on, not a singing, but just, <laughs> but, uh, Break we, and enter. but we do get uh, some instrumental. And I think this is perfect for when the convict is making his big entrance and delivering prison breaks to everyone. Uh, the convict, of course, wearing like coveralls, like a like a convict would in a prison, and also pantyhose over his face so that he can't be can't be seen. We would assume that he was escaped from prison. 
<laughs> yeah. Although sometimes we would speculate if he was on a day pass to wrestle. Um, he would also look around making sure the cops weren't around as he made his way to the ring. Uh, also, he eventually started a tag team with his partner, the convict. The convict number two, who wore an orange jumpsuit to match nicely with his red, and they were the con- they were the Stony Mountain Sodomy Squad. Because when they um, beat their opponents, they would sodomize them. Yes, in the um, ring. <laughs> exactly. Um, like the convict versus Doctor Helicopter got five stars. Yes, at Did for Brawl '98. I'm giving this five stars. Ah, thank you. And that's a perfect. That's a clean sweep for me. Can you can you match me though? Can I match it? This one's going to be. I'm going to. I'm a little off the book. I mean, you know what? I have some. I mean, listen. Boogie Woogie number five for the Space Samurais is amazing. Um, obviously, Sir Psycho Sexy for the Cajun Man, perfect. Uh, uh, um, Open Sesame parts one or two for Shazam. But uh, I got to go with this one. (laughs) Rarely used. Yep. I think once, twice. So this is uh, Sir Mix-A-Lot with Monster Mac, uh, the 1993 compilation, The Beavis and Butthead Experience. This is the theme song for Monster Balls. The best part is when it kind of goes in, when he gets that little uh, that little trap kind of beat uh, right before he starts rapping. It's all that's when Monster Balls would all shake off his fucking robe. <laughs> and he all that giant pack, like he had giant fucking genitals. What's his gimmick? And so this was awesome, and Monster Balls was great. Uh, wow, this is the last one, eh? What am I going to give you? Uh, I'm just going to run this through the random star generator. Oh, no. Here we go. Beep, boop, 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 oh, come on, 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 come on. <laughs> just printing. <laughs> uh, oh, my. Five stars. Yes! Five. And we tie. We do tie. tie at fucking 60 stars each. Uh, let me think about that for a second. That would not be correct. No. 75 stars. <laughs> there you 60 go. is four. Sorry. Well, I we give you... four stars. I, I got I give math you, 301. I give your math... Ah, oh, fuck it. Five stars. Well done. Yes! You have 80 <laughs> points and you are the winner. Woo! Yes! Uh, so that's it, folks. That's the Grab Bag Music Challenge 5. I enjoy it because we're running low on, on on categories. We might not do this one for a while. Um, uh, I expect yeah. I expect that we will take a week off next week because we will be at all in this weekend. Yeah, and you know, I really think it'd be, when we come back, maybe we do a bit of a recap for all our fans. Uh, we will absolutely do a recap. We'll try to get Stu on uh, to see if we can yes. chat about it and maybe review some wrestling as well. I'm thinking maybe that NXT thing that I talked about last week. Love it. Uh, Love it. We, will, we will figure it all out, though, but until... Uh, we come back at you again. We are the Mezzanine Sleepover, MezzanineSleepover.com. Go listen to Albums Are Dead, AlbumsAreDead.com for information on that great <laughs> podcast by your pals. <laughs> you and me, Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. Megamix.com, and uh, we'll see you guys in a few weeks. Nighty night. Good night. Driving my car by the bus stop till I spot a young cutie straight sucking down a soda pop. Baby girls winking, mix a lot stinking. Hope this girl's feet ain't stinking. Here we go. Swinging by Frank.